Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunting Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go. The Hunting Land Man podcast, episode 47, I believe. If you hear anything in the background, uh, we're recording at the house today. And uh, I've got a special guest on that's been on before, and we've got a really exciting episode. Before we get going, as always, uh, where we're sitting and uh, of all the places we hunt is brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. They take good care of us. They took good care of our clients, and they're a big sponsor and partner with us. And honestly, I did a little video for them today, and the reason that's so easy to push them are they are the best in the business and i like dealing with it so southern ag credit if you're looking to finance land you need to check them out all right we got craig fitz on the mic tonight and we got a really really i think gonna be a fun episode what uh you tell me what it's about craig well i'm gonna start with this you the last time i did one there was three of us so now it's kind of weird it's just me who was the other person alive? i think caleb well i'm i want caleb to come over here Luke, maybe it, I don't know who it was, but it was three of us, and like, uh, so now it, just me and you looking at each other—that's kind of weird. I'm, I, you're looking at me, but I'm not looking. Well, now yeah, I, I really, know, really you know what something. to do. Yeah, it's like uh, Ricky Bobby. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. My hands. hands. Yeah. Well, anyway, since Craig dropped the ball on telling y'all what the episode was about, episode forty-seven. <laughs> this is Barry. Um, if you follow us on social media, uh, Barry is the deer that um, I killed last week uh, at a spot Craig and I hunt together undisclosed location Mm -hmm. um not far from my house a fair chase absolute giant best deer i've ever killed in southwest mississippi and uh it's a pretty cool story because um the deer was different not only because he was big but i'm just gonna be out straight out i'm not gonna say he was dumb he just liked the daylight he was because he's pretty sharp i will say he was dumb i don't know it just he was pretty sharp he was um 
from observ- my observations of him. Yeah, he was. Um, he moved a lot. There you go. He moved a lot, and he, he wasn't liked scared. Daylight. He wasn't scared to move in daylight. That's right. And he did that. Hmm? Arrogant. He was arrogant. Very Caleb arrogant. Said, if y'all I like can hear that. Yes, that was good. Cameraman Caleb said that he's arrogant. Oh, <clears throat> I mean, Rackbuck Realtor. Anyway, and he was like that since the first time we ever got a picture. Of right. Him. And so Barry, uh, Barry, Southwest Mississippi, Wilkeson County, really good deer. I took him last week, and we're recording this uh, late November. I took him right after Thanksgiving. I think the twenty sixth, fifth, somewhere in there. Anyway, um. So the history behind this, this is a five-year-old buck, big mature buck, and it's kind of a it's kind of a testament. And a lot of these times these stories end sad. And what I mean by that is you let these big deer go and you know, somebody else kills them mm-hmm. or, or something like that, or you let a four-year-old go and somebody shoots them and you can't blame them, but you're trying to get them five. But this time it worked out. Or it, for me anyway. It halfway worked out. Mm-hmm. It halfway worked out because of the the um the uh, uniqueness of the story. Right, right. Well, you know, Blake Duvall, you say this all the time, it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. Like, you can do everything wrong or right, but if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And it, for a whole lot of the Barry episode, y'all are going to see <laughs> on, like, it was like the stars did not want to align. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so um, I'll, I'll let's do this. Let's start with telling you, okay, who Barry is, we're not going to say how he got his name. I will leave that alone. <laughs> Use your imagination. Use your imagination. Uh, Craig named him, so. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Not on me. But anyway, um, Craig and I, first year on this lease, uh, we got a picture late November? No, it was uh, December 13th, actually. Okay. Uh, we both had pictures of him, and this was before we ran a whole lot of cell cameras, so yep. it was like you actually had to go check the camera. So tell us the story. I think you got the picture of him first. Yeah, so I was actually on the way to another hunt in the Delta of Mississippi, and I stopped by 100% just to check my cameras and pull the cards. Didn't even check the cards. I just switched the cards out, pulled them. When I got up to my hunt in the Delta, I checked on my computer, and he showed up. And What plot? Uh, that was a southeast plot. Oh, actually, mm-hmm. where you killed him. Yeah. Yeah, yep. where you killed him. And so um, I was like, okay, what deer is this? I didn't – and I, I text Slade and told him about it, about him. And I was like, okay, must be a shooter this year. Well, then I started getting more pictures of him. And I was like, Slade, I was like, I'm pretty sure this deer's three years old. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to call him a three-year-old, but – Because he actually sure. had pretty good mass, and he was yeah. a main – he was, 13, he was 12, 13 points then. Right, right, right. And um, But he was tiny, and his body was just tiny. And he acted like a three-year-old, which when he was five, he kind of acted like a three-year-old too. So He was a mainframe nine, he, nine, 10, 11. He was a, he was a 12. 12-point, 12 okay. Yeah, he was a 12. And he was a 12 the next year too, and this year he actually well, was a 10. We don't know what he was his four-year-old year because. Oh, well, yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right, you're right. That's, that is actually right. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a. Uh, no, I, I think I got a picture of him with one side nah, still. first picture we had of him was nothing on four-year-old year. Anyway, as a three-year-old, really good deer. Craig and them saw him a lot. Mm. I don't think I – I didn't hunt very much on the lease that year. And the lease, um, I was just chasing other deer and stuff like that. And the most of the time when I hunt the lease, I bring my little boy. And actually, I'm teaching him how to hunt as an 11-year-old. And so we have this big pipeline over there, and he likes to go spot and stalk nose, which is fun. So we do that a lot at the lease, and he's killed a couple, and it's been fun. But uh, so Craig and them, they probably y'all saw him several times. Well, we saw him so much. I can tell you this: we saw him so much that we stopped hunting 
where he was going because you I didn't was want to be tempted. Yeah, I was. Well, I was scared some like my dad or something was going to mess up. So mm-hmm. we literally stopped hunting where he was going. So um, you and and so okay, we knew about this deer. Now we knew you know we're, we're, we shoot five year olds in this area. All the spots I hunt right here by my house, we're blessed to have good neighbors, and it's a very unique area that we can let them get five. In fact, Craig's got some on the lease this year. I've got some here at the house and on my other spots right there that we uh, we let get six. Mm-hmm. The deer, and, and what's cool about this lease is I have a place that I hunt and y'all have seen me kill a lot of deer at uh, a mile from there south, and we get pictures of the same deer. Uh, not always, but it's so fun because we can kind of see what these deer are doing and how each of them have a different personality and how far they move. Now, this particular deer we as a three-year-old bow and they didn't have him nobody had a picture of him except us yeah um and you really didn't have many i had him at the uh i had him at the uh uh the foxhole a lot yeah he was just pretty much localizing that one spot and what was he got what was fun is i left some cameras out and i went to get him uh at, during turkey season and he was in on me early march so i knew he made it you know and, yeah. and so uh, fast forward to last year. He showed up a little earlier last year. About a month earlier. Yeah, he was late October. No, it was in November. It was middle November. Okay. And we both were getting pictures of him, Craig and I, and we knew we weren't going to shoot him. He actually showed up. His He showed up, and his he was, Left bro- side was gone. broke off right past his G2, and then a week later he was, broke off the G2 and all. He, and I don't know what he was fighting, but he was fighting something bad mm-hmm. because he, he had a mash, you know. And actually I thought this year, you know, your mind plays tricks with you. I'm like, man, I hope he don't get broke up. You know, yeah. maybe he's got thin horn. You yeah. know, maybe he has not dense horns or mm-hmm. something. But uh, so anyway, Craig and them, I think his dad saw him four times last four year. Four times last year. Literally passed him four times. Uh, the first time they saw him uh, was at the southeast plot where you killed him. And my nephew. He said he walked out. Uh, my, he helped me recover him. And he said he walked out exact same as he walked out when I killed him. And my nephew uh, started hyperventilating. My dad was like, what? Cause my dad couldn't see him. And uh, my nephew was like, big buck, big buck, and hyperventilating. And then, like, when he – because all they could see was his right side. And when he turned, they saw it was Barry. And that's when the Barry um, story really began last year because then he just followed them everywhere they went. Yep, they they, they did see him a lot. But, hey, before we get too far in this, I just thought about this. Uh, Big news. Uh, Can we talk about this, Caleb? What happened today? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, so Caleb – Went on the lease to a spot. I've had pictures of Barry before. And uh, his wife, Claire, smacked her first doe with a bow. So, uh, I mean, honestly, right now, since Caleb has hung around me, Claire has killed just as many better with her bow as Caleb has. So, um, <laughs> cameraman Caleb, is he is not only Claire's husband, he's also Claire's cameraman. I'm not afraid to get after him with that 30 off 6 man. Dirty knock 6 But anyway, congratulations, Claire. Uh, now she has to listen to the podcast because we mentioned her on it. That's right. She has and tag us in it and all that kind of stuff. That's how you get listeners. That's right. That's right. We're we're stretching out to a different audience. But anyway, back to Barry. Um, So four-year-old went by. We saw him good. But now, like, it's getting real now. So so on another topic I have on my list right here. So whenever Craig and I first got the lease, we kind of – it's, it's all together, but we kind of hunt it separately, and sometimes we hunt on each other, and sometimes we don't. But anyway, we kind of popped some lines and said, you hunt and feed here, you hunt and feed here. And we got decent food pots, some big food plots, and we have feeders in a lot of them. And uh, 
I got, for whatever reason, on the end I picked, I've got a picture of a shooter one time in daylight, well, two times in daylight in two years. That's true. And then a neighbor killed him. That was at where y'all went today. And I, I remember I was sitting at Christmas. It was at, it's like a 12. It was a six, yeah, six by five is what we yeah. called him, yeah. Anyway, I remember sitting at Christmas and, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting at Christmas. Kids are opening gifts and things great. And my phone goes off and I look and he's standing there in broad daylight. And it was one of them. T- you ever, I know other hunters and Craig, you'll, you'll test this. Like you predict daylight movement in your head, but you know you can't go in any daylights. Mm-hmm. Like I did that with Barry this year. Uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. So, um, Anyway, so Craig and I, we instead of popping the lines from north, east to a, west, we flopped them from north. No, it to, was north to south. Okay, and now we're east to west. Right. Well, I'm talking the line. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah but anyway, yeah, yeah. we swapped how the lines were, and just so happened that two of the plots very frequents really three plots, three plots the most. Yeah. Uh, my spots and 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 two spots. So two of the spots were on Barry. So thank you, Craig. But Craig, back back to a couple years ago, Craig kind of owed me. Because I, I just gave him a deer handed in his lap. I actually went there yesterday, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that was a good hunt, too. That really, was fun. really good hunt. Uh, in fact, if you're listening and you want to get in on something good hunting, this was at Diamond Island. Davis Island is right beside it. We just listed 458 acres with a camp. And if you want to kill giants, a lot bigger giants than we kill right here. Mm-hmm. Like consistently kill deer like Barry. I can sell it to you. And it's bad to the bone, man. It really is. And when you go over there, it's like, yep, I'm in big deer country. Speaking of, Caleb, on the way out yesterday, we saw deer everywhere. Really? Yeah, we got we got video of them just riding. They just sitting there beside the road. And one decent buck. Two does, you talking about? Well, there's three over there. Yeah, I saw them. Anyway, um, so Craig kind of owed me one. We uh, so. Uh, but I will say, in, in, in Slay's defense, when we did – the um the property we split it east to west instead of north to south. He did give me the option if I wanted the east or the west. Like I like I remember that, and I remember going crap. I was like, well, honestly, the the best plots, those two big plots, yeah, are on your side. Yeah, and like I and I knew the west side and was the best better. pipeline spot. In that yeah, the, I will I will hundred percent agree with that. The west side was better, but I knew I was giving up Barry. Like I knew I was giving up Barry, and I was like, well. Barry's just one. Year. And I, re- I remember Craig saying, I remember Craig saying, well, I mean, I'm giving Barry up, but, but I mean, he's going to come on me in the rut anyway. I said, and I, and yeah, I, I, and I, and I said, he ain't going to make it to the rut, buddy. And whenever you kept, well, I know we ain't there yet, but whenever I, you kept having encounters, I was like, man, he just make it to the rut. I got a chance. And, and, and so, so all summer, okay, I know now that I, you know, pending, nothing happens to him during the summer, which he doesn't live on us during the summer. No. And I'm going to get to that. If nothing happens to him during the summer, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have a chance at this deer. So this summer, I went and moved feeders around. Uh, I remember I put some uh, flame kiss. I said I'm gonna get Barry coming in. I'm feeding him soy, flame kiss soybeans, and I'm gonna grow him even bigger. No Barry, no Barry. I'm like, well, so I left everything out and moved some stuff around. No Barry. Well, velvet season gets here. We're hunting. No Barry. Um. October the 1st, literally the opening day, regular opening day of bow season. I'm sitting there, and a deer comes by my reveal cell camera. Listen, it looks like a mature deer, but I couldn't see his rat good. I could see it was a good deer, but I couldn't see his rat good. One o'clock in the day, broad daylight. Straight berry. Yeah, one o'clock in the day. I'm like, huh, I wonder what deer that is. So I went hunting that afternoon. I forget. I think I was hunting right here at the house. 
And uh, that night, he walked up to the theater and said, that's Barry. And I sent Craig a message. His, his exact words were, yeah, that's Barry. <laughs> like, and he daylighted that afternoon, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Which, so, by the way, was a month and a half earlier than the right. year before. Mm-hmm. Like, it was always a month of difference. So, like, I said, if he would have made it this year, hey, we made it. he may have summered on mm-hmm. us because he was getting so. So, I got him right there, and I started immediately hunting him. Um, of course, we're filming. Uh, I'm trying to trying to uh, get it all on video, and I hunted him. Uh, I, so, so, I had five encounters with him, uh, four that I got on video. And this will all be, a, it's going to be one of the best, if we do it correct, which we're working on it now, if we do it correctly, it'll be, to me, one of the best story told about a big deer in the South. Because unlike the Midwest, where you know, Mark Drury and Lee and all these people have all these encounters. You never see them. I mean, typically, if you see them here, you kill them. That's correct. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't have a lot of encounters. Like last year, I saw El Diablo. Me and me and Caleb did one morning. Then four saw him, and then I killed him, and that was a lot. You know, so that was a cool story, uh, and that was uh, about two miles south of where I killed Barry. But anyway, um, so it was – I'd have to go back and look at the dates. I got all this documented. But anyway – it was the first week of October. I remember I needed a north wind to hunt that ladder stand. That stand I actually killed him in. Mm-hmm. I went, and dude, this year on every hunt, I'm going to get to this even more. My scent game is on point. I don't care what anybody says. I'm doing everything you can do. I'm about to wreak havoc on those 140-pound does over there. They blow. They blow. Upwind, downwind. I and Barry almost would be used to it. And I, and the fact that these other deer were used to it, I'm like, okay, they do this when you're not All even here. Like, they blow. And they blow. I'm oh, I just, I'd be sitting there, everything's good. I'd be texting everybody, texting Barry, texting Craig, wind's good, man, looking good. Yep. <sighs> From upwind. Yeah, just, just. And also, where he frequented the most this year in the, um, Middle, middle plot, plot not yeah. where I killed him. The wind swirls. That little bottom right there, it pulls that wind around terribly. Well, it kinda gives, it's, it's on top of a hill, kind of like on top. Like I guess you call it, what's that? I don't know what you call it. A little it. plateau. Like a plateau, yeah. And so when it comes off of that, it can go anywhere. And it, su- it, it sucks down. It does some, even when you've got like the good like northwest mm-hmm. wind, which still, you know, he still does that. But anyway, first week of October, I've got a north wind finally. I'm going in Huntberry. All right, uh, Went in there, and sure enough, uh, deer were coming in good. He comes in right after dark. Too dark, dark for camera. You sent me the picture. It was like, yeah. Yeah, dark enough I could see him, you know, I could see him perfectly through my binoculars. He fed over there about 43 yards, to be exact, for a while. And then he finally, he walked by me after about 20 minutes after dark. He walked by me at eight yards, just right under me. And everything was good. I said, okay, we're good. He got out of there, got out of there clean. I don't know if it was the next day. It was a couple days later. I had a south wind, and I had hung a set on the other end of that field for a south wind. And, man, the deer were moving good. It was money. And it was one of them deals. I've never been in this scenario. Every time I would hear, you know, like, that's definitely a deer walking. My heart would, like, I could hear it in my ears. Like, because I just knew. It was him. Because he would come out early a lot of yeah. times. So you just thought, oh, yeah, it's him. That's, that's a buck. That's a buck. You know, you start playing tricks on yourself. So I never forget all these deer. And then right at last shooting light, I hear it. I said, oh, that's him. That's him. It was a single animal coming in. I stand up, bow in the hand, comes out right under me, 250-pound hog. 
and it done scared all the deer off. So I drilled him. He ran off, and oh, we did. Uh, we found blood everywhere, but um, we didn't want to go track him uh, because of a uh, you know because of uh, didn't want to go in there for Barry. And I don't mind saying that because hogs all need to die. We got thousands of them around mm-hmm. here. Literally that many of them. I could go. I guarantee you I could check my cameras right now and go shoot one with my thermal. All right. So um, after that. Um, uh, let me see. There was a couple of hunts in there where we didn't see him. Then Hunter and I, we had a east wind. We went to the ladder at the middle plot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that so we had first encounter. No, no, no. I got I got another encounter. I, I missed one. Okay. Two or three mornings later, boom, he comes to the uh, he comes to the uh, foxhole. Foxhole, yeah. Foxhole, and I'm like, oh yeah. So I had a camera set hung for a south wind there. I slid in there an hour before daylight, self-filming. And I had kind of committed to self-filming because of the doe situation. Less wind, I mean, less scent. The early season, we had so many easterly south winds that were just kind of swirly. I said, I'm going to go in there. So get in there before daylight, wind's perfect. Deer coming. Even some deer came from downwind, and they came in. They knew something wasn't right, but they still came in. I said, oh, yeah. We're, we're on. Like, we're on. It gets daylight. Here comes a bunch of deer. And I look. There's Barry. Broad daylight coming right in. I got in the morning see, hunt, by the way, in October right, in southwest Mississippi. Right. And y'all will see. And he's in velvet. Yeah. Y'all will see this on video. And y'all going to be like, Why, how did you not get this deer killed? Well, anybody who's ever self-filmed many hunts. Well, first of all, if you're going to commit to self-filming, you're cameraman first. You have to be, which is a super hard for me. So you're like, like when you see a shooter coming, if you're just hunting, you grab your bow and your rangefinder and you're getting ready to kill. Well, if you're filming, you're filming until he comes in there and stops and then you grab your bow and do all that. So it takes more. Um, I had not cut, I didn't have a lot of cut up. And that's another thing with hunting Barry. It's, I'm hunting 13 year old pine trees for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like it is, you can't get real high and you don't have much cover. So I had a whole lot of cover. So I had to let him come in and, um, and pick a spot, and he gets in there, and y'all will see all this on video. Wait, I mean, this is a couple weeks out, but wait till y'all see this. He's in there, and I look. I've got my bow in my hand. I've got the camera locked down. I'm literally putting tension on my string. I feel the wind hit me in the back of the neck, and a doe behind him blows, and there goes Barry. And on the way out, I go, and I and I drew, and he just got on out of there. So I was, I just sick. Because, I mean, literally like 18 yards. He was right there. And I was sending y'all the video, and mm-hmm. it was it was pretty depressing, to say the least. I mean, you just don't usually get chances at big deer like this. And, and what the chances were, it was chances, but like, uh, you know, if I'm going to commit to self-filming, I, I, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I was, you can't just jerk your bow and go, like, I mean, you know, you taking your time. He was calm. The wind was right. Everything was good. Met, let it happen. But, you know, you start second-guessing yourself. And I ain't going to lie. I was, this whole scenario, I was like, I just ain't got it no more. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, you just start you just start playing games. And I was going, oh, if he gets to make it another month or month and a half. And I was like, I if I woke up at the night to use the bathroom, or if, baby, if the baby woke up, if rape woke up, I check my cameras. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was, I was obsessed. I'm in that right now. With the ten. Yeah. Well, um. Anyway, uh. So that encounter happened. Uh. Several days later, Hunter and I went 
to the middle plot, which is a different spot. And this is the, the third encounter. and the Foxhole, middle spot, middle plot, southeast plot. Right. That's the three. And uh, these spots are 775 yards apart. Uh, there's one in the middle. So it's it's 170, the farthest 775. And then there's the middle, middle plot. Where he middle, which is probably where he frangled it the most. Right, right. Even last year? Yeah, last year too. And that, this year too. So anyway, even the day he died, in, which we'll get right. to that. Um, so we're um, – we're in the we're in the middle plot, got an east wind, and uh, man, things are things are going good. The only th- the weather's good, but it was windy. And and if you're listening to this and you're not from the south, like if you're in Missouri or Kansas and the wind's blowing 15, 18, that deer don't bother deer much, you know, yeah. at all. Here, like they don't like it. Mm-mm. They don't like a heavy wind, and that's not even heavy. They don't they don't like a they don't like it to be windy. Yeah, uh, they like swirling winds. But anyway, the deer were coming in, but they were like, they'd get up there and they'd start eating in the plot and then they'd just run out, just being goofy deer. And so finally, 15 minutes before dark, boom, 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 here comes Velvet Berry stepping out again. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go, here we go. And he just, uh, the deer kind of freaked out again and he ran back down in the woods, but like they ran 20 yards to stop. And then he comes in after dark, after camera light, excuse me. It was still legal shooting light. I told Hunter, I said, I'm shooting him. <laughs> and I grabbed my bow. I grabbed my bow. And uh, and uh, as soon as I'm like, I, I just I, I just barely even got my bow in my hand. Again, the deer spooked and ran off. So we just hurried up and got out of there. So that's encounter three. Um, and, you know, you're just thinking like any minute we're going to be putting too, too much pressure on this deer and he's going nocturnal or never coming you know you would think yeah and then it went through my brain i said you know craig and him have had these encounters with this deer and he's had to basically the same pressure mm-hmm. and he didn't never which is probably a blessing that that he had enc- he had encountered this so what in shocker doing mm-hmm. um all right so right after that uh i was going in to fill the feeder um at uh like 10 o'clock in the morning you know let the deer feed in the morning come up barry hadn't been there since that night i'm just going to fill the feeder I remember right before I got there, I just pulled my reveal app down and looked, and that sucker was standing there as I'm on the way in. So I had to back out and come in later that day and feed him. He was just the most random deer. Daylight deer. Daylight deer ever. And he and just do it like, oh, here's um, 1 p.m. on Thursday. Yep. Like, no reason, just walk by the camera. All three years he was like that. So that was encounter number three. And now we're about to get serious. We are week of the kill now. So Thanksgiving week. All right, I'm self-filming. I'm in my, um, there's been several hunts in the, in the middle of here. Barry, in the, in the middle of this, before that, kind of, he went a little nocturnal. He was like 30 minutes after dark, like a regular deer, for, for a week and a half of the time. In fact, the whole time I was going to the Midwest, he only daylighted once, which was probably good for my mental state. So anyway, um, we, uh, we got, I, I hung that set on the middle plot for west, anything with the west, and I could flirt with a north wind, and it was a pretty good setup. And uh, I, I made several hunts there, had some good hunts. He didn't come in, and then uh, on the week I killed him, I'm hunting there, and um, I he had daylighted two days before, so I went no show, had a good hunt. No, 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 yeah, I went, had a good hunt, went the next day, and didn't see a deer. That's when I was hunting with, and I was seeing a bunch of deer, and yeah. you didn't see a deer. Didn't yeah. see a deer. Then the next day I went, all the deer that are supposed to be there were coming good. Everything's good. Wind's good. I mean, I'm sitting there good. Deer's feeding out the field. And uh, 
I hear some deer back behind me. I see a couple does. So I pull, you'll see this on, y'all see all this on video. I pull the camera on the road behind me. And here I saw, I saw a couple does. And I remember a dark deer, which Barry is dark, dark deer stepping. I was like, what is that? Oh, crap. That's him coming from the wrong way. The wrong way. He's coming from the um, uh, foxhole. Yeah. And he's coming from the east. And I'm like, what in the world? And, and like, I have zero cover from this direction. I set up the stand to have cover from the field where all the deer come from. So anyway, here he comes walking down the road. So I just get the camera on him, and I'm not trying to zoom. I'm just trying to let him walk by me. Because when he walks by me, I got cover. And I'm about, I mean, I'm set up for that. I'm about to smoke him at 18 to 20 yards. It's about to be epic. Well, the wind was blowing out of north, which was going to blow right to Barry, but he's going to blow over him because he was so close. He walks up there, and he stops at 13 yards. And I mean 13 yards if it wasn't 12. And I'm sitting dead still, and I've had everybody text me when I sent them the little video clip of the picture. Why didn't you shoot? Why didn't you shoot? Like, when I showed, I brought Barrett out there, and I showed him the tree. He's like, oh, yeah, you couldn't have done nothing. Like, I'm in a 13-year-old bean pole with zero cover for the road, and he's at 13 yards semi-facing me. He stops right there, and when he stops, I hear some behind me, and literally 30 he started at, she started at 30 and then went to 50 yards behind me. This doe starts blowing. And he just freezes like pins and needles, freezes. And he's blow, she's blowing. She's blowing. We're going to do a doe blow count on the video, and I'm just gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to flirt with 20. I'm telling you, she was losing her mind back there. And Barry is tolerating it because he doesn't know what's going on because he's right there by her, and he don't see anything. Well, he's looking out in the field, and there's a little small two-year-old eight-point that looks like a baby berry, if you've seen him. Um, anyway, he uh, he's sitting out there, and uh, that deer's calm, and, and Barry, I'm like, oh, she will leave. He's coming. Like, he's 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 already here. And about that time, that deer left, and so Barry got real nervous then, and what happened next broke my heart. <laughs> he just threw his head up, looked up in a tree, and skedaddled. He was gone, man. He just, and, and I'm thinking, like, that's the first time he knew I was here. Yeah. Like, that's the first time, like, he said, oh, crap, I'm being hunted. And so your mind goes to regular deer that, that well, he's going to go nocturnal now. Good luck during the rut. He's yeah, going over. to the neighbor. Speaking of the neighbor, had pictures of him. Yeah. Uh, we talk, I talked to the neighbor about it. And now that we know, I don't think the neighbor ran cameras the last two years, and I mean that. I think, and I, we had talked to them about not shooting Barry the last two years, and of yeah. course they weren't, but I think they possibly were looking for him this year, and why wouldn't you be? And um, they saw him in person in the pasture, and they had pictures of him. So everybody else is hunting with a boomstick. Remember, I'm hunting with an expedition. I'm hunting with the bow. And, uh, so, That's why I was hoping he crossed, because I was hunting with a boomstick. Yeah, and so, you know, and, and Craig texted me that day. He said, it's time to you to grab the boomstick. <laughs> and I said, it's bow or nothing. If somebody else kills him, so be it. And um, he, uh, shockingly, 25 minutes later, he walked up in shooting light to the southeast plot. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, this is the most random deer. And look, deer are like this more than people realize. Uh you know, my deer education comes from Tatum, which is a high fence, but it's it was 2,200 acres when Craig and I basically got our deer mm -hmm. education out there. And you, Craig can tell you this. You had some deer that you'd never see. And then some deer that, like Barry, just daylighted almost every day. It, it, and it's it, and it's 
they just all have different personalities. Now, usually if you're not in a good area, a deer like Barry gets shot at three or four. So you never get to find out what he's going to do at five. So um, anyway, so he leaves there, goes to the southeast plot, and uh, he basically came in daylight, fed at the feeder for a while. And um, what I did, I had in my feeders, I had uh, had corn, and then I had a little protein mixed in there. And then the sweet – now, look, I was obsessed with this deer – I put out sweet stuff, uh, rice bran, and regular rice bran, and uh, game changer out. I wanted to see, I wanted to have the best feed mm-hmm. out there. Barry Look, always went to the game changer. He always went, and a lot of times they go to the sweet stuff, but a lot, he always went to the game changer. So all my corn that went in the feeder, he'd get sprinkled and, and rubbed down with, with game changer. I wanted him to be happy. So uh, the next afternoon, I went back to the exact same stand. I said, maybe he'll come right back here. Went right, And sure enough, when I'm sitting there, boom, at 3.58 in the afternoon, broad daylight on the reveal trail camera. I got it on HD because it's like a picture perfect. Broad daylight, he goes in there and feeds all afternoon. And at that, I'm like, well, if he's here that early, he could come over here. Well, he didn't. And so I went to bed that night saying, I'm going southeast plot. I'm going southeast plot. I was ready, buddy. And I mean, we're on, like, I ain't gonna lie, work suffered a little bit from this deer. And my wife, thankfully, Lori understood that this was not a normal deer, and and, and, and I had reason to be obsessed with him. Well, next morning, I woke up, I was checking my cameras. What's Barry do? He daylights at the rooster hole. I mean, the foxhole, excuse me, the foxhole. So then they're like, oh, what do you go to the foxhole? That means he's over by the middle plot. Do you go to the middle plot, or do you do what you thought you were going to do, go to the southeast plot? So I said, I'm going southeast plot. Already, Hands down, done it. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going southeast plot. Got the right wind. It's probably wind-wise the place that's the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the best wind-wise. Um, I spotted me a better tree to hang a lock on in by that magnolia tree, by the way, but I don't but need hey. to. That setup that you killed out of was a really good setup. It is. And, well, well, I had to get down to that magnolia tree and break some limbs off to put up there. Because when I got up there, I had not hunted up there since October. A bunch of leaves mm-hmm. that fell. I'm like, ooh, I'm naked. Yeah. So, anyway, I said, I'm going to Southeast Plot. So, I went in there that afternoon. Um, and, in fact, Barrett came in there with me. This was by design. And we filled the other two feeders that day, made some noise, hung, actually hung a different, hung a north wind stand where he came that morning. And I kind of did that on purpose because I said, I want him to go to Southeast Plots. I'm not going to go over there. And maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. So anyway, I'm sitting there on the stand. I'm not seeing a lot of deer. I'm not seeing any deer, in fact. Uh, And uh, I'm texting everybody or whatever. What happens? Middle plot. Barry. Broad daylight. I'm like, oh, no. I'm looking at this reveal trail. He actually texted me SOB. With the picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I sent everybody a picture. I said, wrong spot again. And Ryan's response was, bruh, like, it's just getting, like, ridiculous. And uh, it's, so, it's so fun about the story is he liked to play the game so much. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, maybe there's time he could get here. And so the next picture I got him, he was jumping out of the feeder pen. We have feeder pens to keep the hogs out. He was jumping out of the pen. I said, hmm. But they, they do that a lot. Mm-hmm. But anyway... I'm sitting there telling the camera. Y'all will see all this on video. I'm telling the camera. I showed him on the video. I showed him the picture of Barry. I said, the good news is he's moving in daylight. The bad news is he's not here. 
And so and, um, while I was doing that interview, I said, oh, well, there's a doe right there. It's actually a spike. But anyway, I videoed. I thought it was a doe at first. I videoed and sitting there, and, and this is, I hadn't cut the clip yet. And I might have told you this. I haven't cut the clip yet. And here comes another doe, two, three. And while I'm just letting the camera run on those does coming out, it's getting late. And I check my phone to see if Barry's still over. And he ain't. He, the last picture was it when he jumped out mm-hmm. that Peter pen. I said, hmm, maybe. And when the fifth doe came in, I felt it. I'm serious. I felt it. I said, he's coming. Like, he's coming. Never cut the clip from when I showed him on my phone. It's 12 minute, you know, it was a 12 minute clip. He, uh, he steps in the, I got the camera rolling. He steps in the field. Like, so I'm sitting in there. He steps in right behind the little, little water oak over there to the left. Yeah. And he steps in. The wind's good. And guess what happened? Yeah, I didn't told y'all this. Guess what happens when he steps in? Some doe up wind to the east goes to blowing. I'm like, no way. No way this is going to happen again. I had no reason to think that I was going to kill him, judged off all my other hunts. Like, you know, something's going to happen. So anyway, he comes to walking in. And I knew, before I left the house that day, I'd shot a couple times at 40 and 45 because I knew this could be a father shot. Uh, um, the the feeder and the feed pens in the middle, middle of the uh, plot. And I've got one stand on the north side that's 30 yards but i'm in the south stand which is 43 yards from mm-hmm. the feeder so anyway he walks out he walks out and uh gets right there to the feeder pen and he's like 41 right there so i've got the camera on him like if he'll stand there so i go to grab the bow and get ready and i get the bow and uh he starts feeding to me there's another deer right on this side he just starts for whatever reason the grass is coming up good now and, and he's feeding to me a little bit and uh, he gets there, and you'll hear it on the range. I grab the range finder, click, click, 37, 37 and a half, something like that. And he's feeding to me, and he gets broadside. So now you, you'll see on video I'm pushing the camera with my bow. You can see my bow because I can't draw because the camera's kind of – I shot sitting down. The camera's sitting right here. And I had to push it over and make sure it was on him. So then he starts facing me again, and he took a step or two. And, you know, I knew it was a farther shot, so I said, i got to range him out. Click, click hard, everything good. So we got broadside, and then you'll hear it. I drew back, and look, if you're watching the video, it sounds like my bow is so loud when you draw. It's because it's so close to the mic. Over, over, yeah, you know, just sh- it, yeah. drawing back. And I drew back, and he did not hear the drawback. I've watched the video literally 100 times, and he didn't hear the drawback. He heard this. I, <sighs> he heard that. I'm telling you, he heard that breath I took. Okay, calm down, make the shot. I had my pen on 37. He was 36 and a half, 37. I put it right on his heart. And I remember thinking, I got, usually I don't do this that good. But when it's a father's shot, I feel like I do it better. As a close shot, I was like, take your heart, pull through the shot. When I shot, he got down like crazy. And I knew it smoked him. It looked like I didn't get a lot of penetration. The deer runs off. And speaking of the penetration, Craig knows this. Anytime it doesn't go all the way through on camera, it makes it look like you don't get a lot of penetration that arrow went in 24 inches like it was in that far and um which is his whole body almost right yeah yeah i double lung him no doubt so uh the um the uh, as a b3 two inches my new favorite broadhead meg and they don't pay me a dime they make a great product friend of ours owns the company and they they make a good product that b3 meg three blade uh is a good head um Anyway, so I shot him. He ran off, and everybody said, you hear him crash? I don't know. I was freaking out so much. I was just losing. I, and I don't know how many times I have to count. I said, I got him. 
I got him. I got him. Like 20 times. And I was like, I was as excited as I've ever been when I shot, no doubt, excited as I've ever been when I shot a deer. And uh, I turned the camera and I thanked the Lord and I thank Lori. I called her and told her I got it. I said, I got him. She said, Thank God. <laughs> All she wanted to do to get home. Uh-huh. So I told Asa, and then I, I did a little TV stuff, little recreates and all that. And um, so I was by myself, of course, self-filming. And uh, Craig's dad and Nate were at the lease, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool because they had passed the deer. Uh, and then um, my buddy Barrett, I sent him a very special Indian that I sent y'all to, <laughs> a very special Indian that I had made like a month before for Barry, and I've been waiting to send it. And as soon as I sent it to him, he said, he said, why is he sending me this Thanksgiving? Oh, man. He said, I'm well, on the way. Same thing. I, I got it. But I got it at the same time I got the message that you got him. So right. Like, because it didn't all come through. Right. And so I got it. But if I'd have got that before, I'd have been like, the heck is he sending this for? Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, so I went down, and I was like, okay, I'll wait for them to come track. I said, no, no. I said, first of all, I went back and watched the video, and then I was like, God, am I high? It's, you play second game. Mm-hmm. You, you second guess it on yourself. And always, I know this from other, whenever the you're watching the knock, because it's so bright, you know, there at dark, the arrow always enters pretty good bit lower than that knot because it always it, kicks up it kicks up and it looks higher it always especially does and it's it, going down especially when it's not a pastor right because it kicks and so you know but you start second guessing mm-hmm. yourself so i knew i said if i am high there's not going to be there's going to be very little blood and it don't matter if i go in and look for him now or not he's not going to die like if i hit him high yeah so I go in. I'm having a hard time placing exactly. I had to go back and look at the video where he went in. He went in, found a little drop of blood. I said, okay, good blood. And then I went in there about 10 steps, and then it starts spraying. I said, well, he ain't high. And then it starts spraying, and I walk. I mean, I walk 70 yards right to him tracking. I videoed it all. And then um, I, uh, I videoed myself getting him and all. And then I got uh, Mr. Chippy came up. They helped me uh, go down there and get him. Barrett came, and then we videoed and took our pictures and – you know, we took hundred, literally a hundred pictures, and uh, and I remember telling Mr. Chippy, I said, you know, if somebody only takes two or three pictures of your deer, they don't think it's very big. <laughs> you know, like 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 I hadn't had I hadn't had one take this many pictures in a while, and uh, he was actually a hard deer to take pictures of the angles and stuff. And everybody like everybody's asked me, oh, it's one of them Slade pictures. He made him look bigger than he is. No, they wasn't. No, that that deer. That's a cell that's phone. Huge. That's that's a cell phone. I've got deer that school outscore him by ten to fifteen inches. That he would dwarf. If he would. You'd shoot him if he stepped in the field. Mm-hmm. So where where Barry was so impressive was all the mass up in his tines and length and it, yeah. everything. Yeah. And he's only thirteen and a half inches wide. That's the thing. If he if he would have been seventeen or eighteen inches wide, his pictures would have looked mm-hmm. a thousand times. But I don't know. I mean. Heck, I had people, he's not this big, but I had people saying, hey, man, did he make right. it in the 70s, you know, high 60s? No, he's not quite that big. But he's he's still the best deer I've ever killed around here. And I'm super, super pumped. I, hey, I thanked you on the video several times. Oh, that's good. So you'll have to make sure you watch the episode. <laughs> and uh, so we drug him out of there and uh, came to the house and, um, you know, Took a couple of pictures, called a million people. I didn't get. I came in here, and I remember I cleaned him out there by myself, and I um I had to go to LSU game the next day, so I didn't have time to do anything the next morning. I came in here and I watched the video. I didn't get in bed till midnight. I was on a high, 
you know, and uh, I, I let me back. Speaking of being on high, Scott Lindsay asked me the next day. He said, "You still high? You know, on that high from that deer?" He. It's funny how, you know, you, this is why we do it. The emotions, how fun it is, and th- I mean, literally, like, you know, you have a story like this once every ten years. Mm-hmm. It's like you remember, and that's why you do it. You know, and it doesn't have to be a big deer. It could be just a One great you hunt. You know, and anyway. Scott Lindsay texted me that morning. He's, I was telling him about our, my encounters and all that. He said, dude, I sent him a picture. He said, daylight again. He said, dude, his days are numbered. I said, man, I don't know. I've been having trouble. He said, dude, his days are numbered. I'd hate to know you were after me. You'll get him. And I was like, all right. A little com- it was a little confidence booster. I told him. And, uh, golly, that was fun. It'd be, it's been, I ain't gonna lie. It's been bittersweet checking my trail cameras and there's no berry. There. I sent him, a, I sent you a message what three days ago. I said, yeah. any pictures of berry lately? Yeah, I ain't no pictures of berry lately. <laughs> I'm hoping that maybe one shows up that looks just like him. Like, oh my gosh, it was two of them. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. why he moves so much because it was actually yeah. two. But, um, it's been, uh, nothing but good. Um, got him at the taxidermist already. Super pumped to get him mounted. I've actually eaten a little of his back strap. In fact, I got some in the refrigerator. If y'all would like to taste berry, there's some in there. He was good, man. That's the least you can do. Yeah. I've got some in there. Um, I did feed him for two years. Already. Right. Right. Well, um, but anyway, that's the story of Barry, a heck of a deer. If you haven't seen the pictures, Caleb, if you put this on YouTube, throw a picture of him at the end. Um, and then the story of Barry, if you're listening to it on YouTube, you're probably watching the show on YouTube too. The story of Barry, the plan is, uh, we're going to lay out all this footage, uh, Caleb and I in the, uh, in a timeline. And then we're going to see what pieces of the puzzle we need to re-explain like setups or things like that. Cause I think if we do this right, it will really be for the South. It'll be hard to ever have documented a deer this much. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've got deer I've had pictures of for longer on, out on other places, but you don't get them on video. You don't things. get encounters of them. Right, yeah. right. So I think it's going to be a fun story, and I'm excited about it. Let me see here. I'm looking at, um, you know, we didn't do this to start. Uh, let me see. We covered all this. A um, couple things I wanted to do before we jump off of here. Uh, real estate-wise, we're in last month of November. We're ending up a really, really good year. Uh, of course, it's not as good as last year, but last year was unbelievable. But we have a very blessed year, and um, we, we we did really, really good. And we're finishing strong. Um, I got an offer right now on a big property in um, Adams County that I'm going to show the guy in the morning. We should finalize that tomorrow, I think. Just contracted one we've been trying to contract in Lamar County, got that done. And we've got several closings happen before the end of the year. If you think real estate it's slowed down and land business is not good. You're not paying attention. We've been busy. Kayla's been showing. I think you got what two or three showings in the next two days. Um, I've got a showings tomorrow. I've got showings on uh, Friday, and uh, I got a guy who wants to go look at some land on Saturday. And then I've got um, I've got two. I already had two closings this week. So I mean, it's it's been rocking and rolling. Um, hunting wise, I was going to talk Craig a lot about this. So tell you where we're at. Uh, okay, we had a terrible drought. Bad. Uh, Craig and I got to lease the plots together. Craig actually planted them, uh, right before rain. We didn't cover them, but they're looking good. Yep. Um, great. They're looking good. Um, and, uh, that one's the one we planted. I planted mine about 10 weeks, two to week. I mean, 10 days, two weeks earlier, uh, at my house and at some of my other spots at Thunder Hollow. And, uh, I don't know if you saw the grass out here. It looks really mm-hmm. good. 
Uh, now, being that I planted it earlier, I'm going ahead in the morning before daylight because we've got rain coming. I'm going to get on the tractor and put out a little uh, a little fertilizer. I'm also going to hit my plots with uh, plot boost and plot start. You can mix it together. And the main spot I'm doing that for is over at the Thunder Hollow. We made new plots this year where Caleb killed his big deer last year. And we got new ground, and that grass is all coming up, but it looked bad. It don't look good, and and I think it's because it's it's so acidic from all that stuff we made those new plots, and so I'm going, I'm hitting it heavy with the fertilizer and the plot start and all that, and and I, I think in the plot boost, and I think it's going to do good. Um, cutting timber out there right now, and we're really developing that place. It's going to be a fun project. Uh, I went out there today, by the way, Caleb. But uh, logging's going good. Um. Craig is hunting a really good deer. You go hunt him in the morning too. Yeah, I'll try him in the morning on the lease. Mm-hmm. Uh, some really good deer, solid, solid deer for our area. Uh, and they've got several other coals and other deer moving around. I've got uh, a couple deer here at the house that I'm hunting. I'm not hunting them as much as I'm taking the kids to hunt them. Asa killed her first deer. They, I need to do a podcast about Asa's first hunt. We need to do that and add her in here. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely her in here. <laughs> That'll be entertaining. Uh, but anyway, um. And but I, the main couple of deer is that uh, place I got south of the lease that I hunt with a buddy of mine. I've got a couple of really good deer, and I know them. One of them that I want the most. If you watched the selfie episode last year, Caleb and I had to counter with a deer we call Lonebrow, and I had him dead. And Caleb couldn't see him with the camera, and you know, it just happens. It, but it worked out better because I killed El Diablo and a better story. And the good news is Lonebrow is bigger this year. He's a hammer. He is not killable until at least the teens of December. You got to have a little rut in there. It's he coming. He it's coming. Yeah, he ain't gonna daylight just ran. I, that's kind of how the deer I'm after is like he's, he he will daylight right now. But only thing, only thing I would say in rebut, rebuttal to that is where he's coming is like a like a spot he could just walk by and you could kill him because he's not like it's not like he's coming to a little bitty field. He's coming to a big bottom. They would just randomly maybe be feeding yeah. him if deer were feeding. That was the only rebuttal I would have to that. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, it's the best is way yet to come here, here, here around here. Uh, my favorite day to hunt is the 26th. What's your favorite day to hunt? See, I'm still like that 17th, 18th, 19th. See, I think, see the 17th, 18th, 19th. Let me tell y'all Midwesterners how it is. Last week of October. You know, the the cold fronts in October, Mm -hmm. that's the teens of December for us. November, the first to the 10th for us is Christmas to January 5th. That's you know that's and our, I never liked Jan- uh, November first through tenth. I never did good in the Midwest ever. Always did good. I always third did week. last week of October. Typically, I would say that. Of course, I killed my deer in um, Iowa this year, like the fourth or fifth. Cable and I last week, first week of November last year, had some incredible hunting in the Midwest. Mm. Incredible hunting. Uh, so did Ryan. But uh, this year, of course, it was a lot slower in Missouri. Um, We've got an episode coming out about our Iowa hunt, by the way. We've already recorded it. It will be coming out after this one, I think. But uh, it's a good episode we did up there with my buddy, Kurt, with UC Hunting Properties. But, um, Craig, let me ask you this. You haven't been on the podcast in, what, probably a year and a half, a year? It's been a while. All right. You got $100 bucks. Has your answer changed at all? You got $100 bucks. You can buy property wherever you want. Where are we buying and why? I will say it probably did change because uh, I probably do it more around here than I would the first time I talked, just because I'm kind of enjoying the local. Mm-hmm. I, Something I special about it. Yeah, I enjoy it a lot more than I used to. 
um, especially with my dad and my family hunting a lot more with me now, it's, it makes a lot bit a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, not just not necessarily from an investment standpoint, but actually from a recreational standpoint. So, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's fun to like this Thunder Hollow place. I've been developing, putting a lot of money and time into. I'm so excited to go crawl up in a box stand with the kids with a boomstick and watch the field come alive. That's something that that's you know I love bow hunting. It's my favorite thing to do. At rival hunting, but you know it's just there's nothing wrong with it. I just I like bow hunting better. But there's something that is so much fun about a big green field and getting in a box stand and watching and watching everything because it doesn't have to happen under you, you know. Watching the whole field happen and deer skirting in and out. I don't know. It's, and it's like you're not on them so much, so it's it's a little you don't have to worry about scent as much. You know, you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about it much at all. Mm-hmm. Well, if, you know, if your wind's right and you Just want like them tight and blind. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's a. Uh, it's just fun, and I'm excited for that for the kids. I'm about to have a 90-acre clear cut right across the creek, fresh for the rut. So it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to have a blind over there for the kids, and uh, we're going to have good a good time. Um, and he's saying for the kids, right, right. Well, I'm going. Longbrow is going down. He's he, he's he's dead man walking. I've got a couple good deer here that the kids don't hurry up. Oh. They, I mean, Ace is, you know, she's not that worried about it. She wants to kill Fireball, the deer she named. After the reindeer. Yeah, after the reindeer. And then uh, we got Ricky Bobby over here, which is a random daylight or two, not as bad as Barry, but he's just a random, like, oh, here's Tuesday, 70 degrees. He comes out and, like, it's just a, he's weird. Um, but I've, honestly, I probably could have killed him already, but I've been so obsessed with Barry, I didn't mess with him. Asa did kill the doe that always ruins our hunts over there, by the way. There's one more over there we got to get, Big Red. We killed Big Gray, so we get her. We'll probably have a lot better chance than those bucks. Well, that's about it. Any, any final thoughts on Barry? R.I.P. R.I.P. Barry. May rest in peace, but uh, super blessed to get to actually even be able to hunt a deer like that. I will, ha- I, I will say this. not it, it has something to do with Barry, but not necessarily all Barry, is, you know, for our lease, from what we've done the past three years, you could tell the difference. I mean, you got Barry this year, mm-hmm. which is an incredible deer. The deer I'm after for this area is an incredible deer. And, the and one, it's all in the same year. The one that's coming where Caleb went today. Yeah, is same, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, it's, it, you know, that's just it's just a testament of, you know, doing the right things. And no matter where you are, you can always have something to go after. And this is like, this, this is a good example like, oh, Slade, you got all them private places to hunt. Well, this is a private place. This is a lease like anybody else can mm-hmm. get. And look, the food plot I killed him in is a quarter acre, maybe. May, I don't even think it's a quarter acre. Uh, it may be an eighth of an acre. I think it's tiny. And uh, anyway. Um, Put it this way. One round with the cart, you're overdone. That's it. That's it. And, uh, yeah, you could not, you, I mean, you almost shoot it all across it, but, uh, so any, you know, any, a lot of people are in leases and how you can do it. And let me say this, I, how many times have you heard this? Oh, it's just a lease, man. We can't go manage it. We may lose it now. Like, Craig and I could lose our lease next mm-hmm. year. We've, I don't think we are, but we, we could lose our lease next year. And, you know, we manage it. The reason we have it is because the people weren't doing as good a job. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing a bad job. They weren't doing as good a job, you know, of shooting the right deer. Uh, we're all open with our neighbors about we're letting this go, we're shooting this, and all this kind of stuff. And it, and it's we're in a really really good area. So if the berry has anything we can learn, um, I think that getting on board with your everybody doing the same thing. Like if you can talk to your neighbors, 
And how many times, if I don't want to shoot it, the neighbor will. Well, go sit. I mean, I'm not saying every, you can't all the time. Go sit down with that neighbor and say, look, you don't have to worry about that because I'm not shooting. Get on the right page. Yeah, I'm not shooting. Because if you shoot him, he's guaranteed dead. Yep. Um, our, and, first, our first year, our first year, I think we had a total of three five-year-old deer on our lease. Mm-hmm. Fast forward three years later, I think we have 10 plus five-year-old. Yeah, we got, we got, we got a bunch of them. Craig still got the most of them. I I do. That's why I chose West side. Just like I've got, uh, I do, I've got two. You got a couple more. Yeah. Is that other deer shooter too? The one that come in with the eight? Yeah. Well, I don't have history of him, but they, they they have history of him. They said, yeah. Whatever deer that was that I got a picture of today is a definite shooter. Long brow, big eight. Over on the leash, frame eight. I couldn't see his brow. Yeah, that's gonna be him. Yeah, that's gonna be him. Yeah. Wait, major or general? Because there's two of them. One of them. <laughs> yeah. One of, general's bigger, right? When, it's a bigger one that's been coming there. Yeah. We got to get those hogs killed, and then then he's killable because the heat they come right at dark every day. Caleb, I sent Caleb over there to kill him, but he killed those. No, the other day. Uh, oh. No, you hit. Like you hit. It clipped the hog, but it didn't hurt it. <laughs> Well, that's it for the Barry Podcast. I'm telling y'all, y'all want to watch this story. We're going to do our best to make this thing good and show y'all the whole story because I think it's a fun story. It is a deer that is worthy of this story, and uh, we can't wait to show them with y'all. Seriously, we should have it out here in a couple of weeks. It, it'll definitely be out before Christmas. We'll have it out. We're going Waypoint first and then go on um, going Huntland Man TV on YouTube. So uh, I think we just posted today or posting tomorrow uh, Blake's elk hunt. We're going to do a podcast about that elk hunt. Y'all are going to really like that. You Maybe know. Blake was sick. So Yeah, Blake was sick today, so he didn't get to do a podcast. We hurried up and did a berry podcast. But we're going to get out of here. Craig's going hunting in the morning. I'm going fertilizer, putting out TV interviews, and then showing some land. And then i got to go to Baton Rouge. So busy today. Yeah, and I need to borrow your heater again tonight, so. You gonna get cold? Yeah, it is a little. Cool I did find there. mine though at the house. I just didn't pick it up. It's uh, it's in the corner right over there. <laughs> Y'all have a blessed day. We're gonna get out of here. Hey, thank you for listening to the Hunting Landman podcast. If you will take a moment, give us a five star written review, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them. <laughs>